Good morning and welcome to your Thursday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. This will be another installment of 12 to 6, previewing the NWA tournament in Indianapolis this weekend. We have GBL, the reigning champions, and the only former champions going this year. And we've also got Greater Cincinnati Wiffleball League, a team that last went to the NWA tournament in 2016 and is now coming back. From GBL, we have reigning tournament MVP Caleb Yonkman. Caleb, how you doing? Good, Tom. Good to be on. Excited for the tournament. And from Greater Cincinnati Wiffleball League, we've got Jim Bryant. Jim, how you doing? Doing really, really well. And I'm also we're also looking forward to Saturday. Looking looking to have a good time. So first let's just talk about your teams. We'll start with GBL. Caleb, just go through your roster and without giving too much away, just tell me everyone in their role on the team, whether they're a pitcher, a defensive specialist, whatever. Sure. So <clears throat> bringing back pretty much the same roster that we brought last year. Uh, it'll be me, obviously. Um, solid guy in the eighth hole for us. Just really going to be used in spots. Um, we got Eric Detmar, pitcher, um, <clears throat> pitcher, left fielder. Ryan Vogus, who I'm excited to have back. Really proved himself last year um, as a legit arm. He's going to add some needed depth to the roster. Uh, Wes Ellis coming back as an arm and a bat. Um, obviously, what he did in the title game last year speaks for itself. Brett Detmar, that sixth tournament he's been to, our number two. Um, yeah, he's nasty. Ryan Gallagher at the dish. Jeremy Ratt at the dish. My brother at the dish. And uh, trying to think, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's our squad. So brought really like five arms, um, five bats-ish, six bats that we've got ready to roll. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't foresee seeing a ton different from us. Um, we kind of found the recipe last year. So kind of looking to copy and copy and paste, even though the format's a little different. I think I think we've got the recipe to be successful. Yeah, and Jim, who do you have, and how many of these guys were on that 2016 roster? Well, we're bringing eight guys, including myself, so seven seven other guys. Uh, myself and Chris Bradford were part of that 2016 squad, so that's as far as our NWLA experience goes. But uh, starting off, I've got Chris Bradford. Uh, he's a multiple-time MVP in our league, uh, uh, big, big power hitter, good speed and a pitcher. Uh, Joe Atkins, um, another solid bat in our league, uh, multiple-time uh, best pitcher award in our league. Uh, Kenny Bradford, Chris's brother, a uh, solid bat, great defensively. Uh, we've got Scott Flugel. Uh, Scott's been in the league for a couple years now. Solid, solid hitter. His brother, Spencer Flugel, uh, another solid hitter. Uh, Jack Marchetti, uh, another solid hitter and and uh, good defensively and uh, who's been in the league a couple of years and a new guy to the league this year named Brandon Chipwood, uh, solid bat. And uh, Chris and Joe are going to be our team captains this year. Uh, between the two of them, uh, between the two of them, their teams have won last kind of believe ten summer and fall league titles. So we got we feel pretty uh, we feel pretty good about. Uh, our chances this weekend that's good to hear and that kind of leads me into my next question i believe both your leagues are kind of in the middle of the season uh 
So we'll start with GBL again. Uh, just give me kind of a quick rundown on the season so far, and anyone that's from that roster you just mentioned that's having a breakout season or you know maybe a slow start to their season so far. Yeah, I mean, we've all pretty much gotten two tournaments in, um, played. I mean, it's the league shrinks substantially since, um, you know, I would say probably two or three years ago. So it's really our core guys was a couple of extra coming out. I mean, Gallagher's really having a good year. Um, we had a good tournament, me and uh, Rat, last time we came out. Um I think the nice thing is that we kind of, there's a lot of crossover between, you know, the GBL and the Leroy scene. So, you know, we're able to get a taste of both. I was telling um, my friend from greater Cincinnati um, earlier that that crossover helps us a lot. Like you see the Velo and GBL from the short mound. So timing stuff up is better. And then you're able to work on pitching and Leroy. So yeah, it's been a good year so far. We got two more tournaments and then we've got, the playoffs and obviously the finals so i think you're going to see it ramped up a little bit and rumor is we're going to see our friend jim tucker back again for a tournament later in the year which will be a uh which will be a nice welcome surprise so he's a he's a former nwla tournament annual guy he moved out to nevada so um but yeah it'll be a it'll be a good and exciting finish to the year for sure might have to poach him for our league he he's in reno so I don't know if that's anywhere close to where your guys' league is at, but I'm sure he'd make the trip. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's that close, but it might be close enough. I mean, we've got Dalby coming from Phoenix. Right, right. Oh, yeah, Jim, so who's uh, on your team's having a breakout season? Or maybe maybe highlight some guys that are not having a good season so far. Well, you know, if we had guys uh, not having a good season so far, they wouldn't be coming with us this weekend. Um no, what uh, Joe Atkins, like I said, Joe Atkins is uh, uh, his team uh, so far th- uh, through week seven. They are 11 and one. They actually had their first loss last night. Um, uh, Chris Bradford's team, I believe, is nine and four. Uh, Chris uh, and uh, Jack Marchetti are on the same team. Uh, Scott Flugel and his brother Spencer, their their team's having a solid season. Uh, they're starting to get hot. I think they're five and four or six and five so far through the season. I'll have to stay in the front in front of me. Uh, and like I said, um, uh, Kenny Bradford, uh, his team is seven and four so far. And Brandon, uh, Brandon plays on my team. We've been uh, struggling a little bit, uh, but we've been hitting well, or just our pitching has been struggling a little bit. But uh, like I said, you know, we usually, we usually average about 10 teams a season. And uh, we, we had 10 to begin with, and we had a team drop out a few weeks ago. I think they were a little. I thought they, uh, they, uh, the league, our league was a little bit more than what they expected it to be. I think it was a little bit more competitive than what they expected it to be. So, but no, we're having, like I said, we're having another great year this year. It's our, like I said, it's our tenth season, so we're, it's a, uh, it's been a lot of fun. All right, so I know you guys both said that you're pretty confident in the roster you're, you guys are bringing out to Indianapolis, but what are your expectations for this tournament? You know, how far do you have to make it? for you to say it's a good tournament and how early would you have to lose to say it's a complete failure? Well, I'll start off. Um, I mean, our, ex- we, as far as expectations go, our only expectation is to go up there and have a good time. Win or win or lose. I mean, we're going to play hard and we're going to try to win, uh, every game, but you know, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, 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 you know, I, you know, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but it's wiffle ball. 
you know, and we're grown adults playing playing the child's game. So we're going up there to have fun. If we win, great. If we lose, we'll be fine. Um, you know, so the weekend, I, no, no, no part of this weekend, even if we were to go up there and go 0-5, I wouldn't call that a total failure. We, like I said, we're going up there to play hard, and we're going we're gonna to compete. If we win, great. So that that's pretty much our mindset going into going into this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, we're there to win. <laughs> Period. Um, I mean, we're we we have fun. Winning is fun for us. So um, we're 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 kind of in the we're kind of in the mindset. I mean, not. I mean, obviously, we're there with the group. Like, we really love the group we've got together as not just as competitors, but as friends. But um, yeah, we're really on a mission. So. We kind of put the recipe together after three years of being in the title game and not really figuring it out. That taste is still there. So um, I don't really think I don't really think we're playing the scenario in our head of like if we finish like fifth or seventh, you know, like it wouldn't be a total failure. I mean, we fully expect to be in that championship game and we kind of know what if that doesn't happen, probably what went wrong. But um, yeah. We're, we're, our goal is to give ourselves a chance to be in that game and then hopefully execute and do enough to win it. So that's really what we're there for. Um, we, we, we have our mindset there. So, yeah, and it's no secret you guys are the reigning champs. You're also the only team with a championship going to the tournament. So, does that add some extra pressure or do you kind of like that you have a target on your back? Yeah, I don't think it's either really a target or a pressure. I'm like, I mean, <clears throat> speaking from experience, right? Like I just said, we were in the title game three times. You got to figure out how to win. And, you know, we learned a lot of lessons in those three years where we made it to the title game and lost that were really important. Um, I'm not going to share all the industry secrets, but um, yeah, I mean, so I think if anything, it's a humongous advantage to, to be in that position because uh, we tasted it. We know what it takes. We know what it's going to bring. And um, yeah, so no, I don't think there's added pressure. If anything, you know, the fact that we all have played pretty much at the dirt yard. Um, we all did it last year. We kind of know what to expect from each other. And we added probably one of the most underrated arms in the tournament and Ryan Bogus to our roster. We're, you know, it's not an overconfidence. Like, you know, even though a lot of good teams and big names aren't there, there are still a lot of really good teams at this tournament and teams that have the ability to make a run and win big games with a good arm. But you know, we're, we're not really playing the, the pressure or look behind this game. You know, we have to win the first game in front of us and, you know, treat our, our friends that we're on the call with right now with just as much respect as we would anybody else and, you know, play our game and, and go through our process the way we would as if we were playing the championship game. So it's one game at a time. The, the situation and the team difference, that doesn't change anything for us. So... All right, yeah, that kind of leads me right into the next question. So there's only 12 teams competing in the NWA tournament this year. And if your team wins, or even for whatever team wins, with all these past champions missing the tournament, will this be something you associate with the winners? Or do you think it'll be just as tough to win as ever with all these hungry teams that think it's kind of finally their year to win? I mean, Ridley Park, Kalamazoo, Skibby, Mid-Atlantic, even Circle City comes to mind. I mean, it's still going to be tough. Yeah, I, I mean, even with uh, some of the past champions that are not going to, I think uh, WS, with the WSEM out of Michigan, I believe they've won a few times. Uh, you know, and, and you know, and just kind of go back. You know, you know, we're 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 going up there to try to, you know, like I said, we're going to try and win every game. Um, so 
we expect that, you know, every game is going to be tough. And, you know, everybody, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's going to be able to have fun. And everybody wants to win. So, yeah, I mean, just because just because we don't have the just Griffleball is the only champion coming back doesn't mean that the other eleven teams or the other ten teams, you know, besides us and Griffleball, don't want to win just as bad. So, you know, I like I said, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of interesting. We talked about it in the group chat, but like, you know, you know, Ma will be a really difficult and challenging pool play game for us. And then, you know, you look at it and okay, you have less teams, but, you know, you look at us, KWL, Skibby, Circle City, Ma, MLW. I mean, those are 16, like half, yeah, it's shrunk, but half the teams that are there now, you know, are all have the ability to to beat you. And, you know, that first or second game, you're probably playing someone really, really good. Whereas, you know, in previous Sundays, you know, you may, or Saturdays, you may catch someone off, you may catch a second arm from somebody. So, I mean, Saturday is going to be a dogfight in the afternoon. Um, especially for that third game of pool play, um, as well as, you know, that second game of the bye. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not having to see a Dolph or you're not having to see a K-Bon. You're not having to see the beats basically. I'm throwing my little plug in there, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're still going to see some good arms. So no doubt. Yeah. And I think the. 12 teams having that buy in the double elimination brackets definitely going to shake things up how those four teams of the buy are going to be kind of staggered with the teams that start in the first round uh but here we got a couple fun questions at the end if you could add one player from another team that is going to this year's nwa tournament to your roster who would it be and why Riffle ball you can you can take that one first let me think about that yeah that one's really simple um the answer is chris newman uh, just the, 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 the energy, the, uh, the vibes, um, everything he supplies from a content perspective, I still think we're going to have him on the bench, but, um, just to have him on the roster and be able to get him a title, I think just the, the content, the energy, the, the, the charisma that he brings, um, makes that one to me a no brainer. So, I mean, if, if we had an open roster spot, it would be Chris Newman's to, to deny. You know, I think I think for us, um, you know, we're we're vaguely familiar with all the other teams that are that are going to be coming. But you know, if I, if you know, when the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question, the first player that came to mind actually is a uh, former player of ours, uh, Will Kessler, who um, had to who moved to Atlanta earlier this year, and um, but he was a lifelong, uh, you know, longtime member of our league and a former MVP and uh, a very solid hitter. And, you know, if, if I could, if I could get him up here to Indianapolis, you know, and get him back in our league, I'd bring him in a heartbeat. Um, so he would be the guy I would want. So another one, what is one league that has never played in the NWA tournament that you hope to see maybe play next year? Mm, I think about that one. I'd say, uh, I'd say, I'd say Fridley out of Minnesota. Um, would love to be able to see them come out, maybe get uh, maybe get Danny back on a roster, maybe see Mippy's sister. I don't know. I think it could be a nice uh, a nice fit there. So I think her name's Ann. So shout out Ann. Followed me back on Twitter. It was huge. So Fridley, Fridley. Yeah, if HRL doesn't come back, they got they got another Minnesota team they could be playing on. Yeah, I mean, as far as like a team or a league that I'd like to see. 
I tell you, I, you know, they've played in it before, but I got to get a shout out to our, our friends at Huntington Wiffle Bowl League out in West Virginia. Uh, I know they don't play as much as what they used to. I know they try to organize some tournaments here and there, but, you know, I'd love to see them be able to come back. And if they ever did, then we would definitely come back after this year. So, yeah, yeah. Love, we, like I said, we love our Huntington Wiffle Bowl guys. They're good friends. You may... You may want to talk to Josh Smith about that one, but he still might be on his vacation from two Whipple dudes. So I don't know when Carl's going to have him back, but I think yeah, it's a place to start. Yeah, I, I, I talked to Josh uh, quite a bit. So uh, him and uh, him and a few of the other guys out there. But yeah, I don't I, I don't know if he's still doing his pod with Carl or not. So speaking of Carl, he was just in Indiana and was supposed to come to Leroy, and he didn't have a positive COVID test and decided not to come. So. It's, I'm very disappointed in Carl, so I just want to put that out there. I miss him to death. I wanted to see him. Yeah, I tried to get Carl uh, onto some of these podcasts, but it turns out he is now the one that's on vacation. Uh, but I, I got one bonus question for you guys. If your team does lose early in the tournament, what's the team that you're rooting for that you hope wins the whole thing? Um, okay, so the Vegas, the, uh, Vegas uh, League's in this tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If if we were to lose, I mean, no offense to Griffin Ball, uh, but you know, since they already have a championship, but yeah, I would say uh, uh, PLW because uh, I really enjoy uh, watching their content. Uh, so they would be the team that I would root for. Appreciate that, and I uh, hope we uh, hope we make a run. Who you got, Caleb? Um, I would like to see probably Kalamazoo win. Um. I, I've always, I've really always enjoyed my conversations with Mike Hogan and David Ayers and, and uh, Gregory when I've been there. They're great guys. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about them. So last year, we didn't have umps available for our night game, and we basically umped our own second game on Saturday of the NWLA tournament, and zero discrepancies, great sportsmanship on both sides, a really well-played game. Um, I've really enjoyed I, it feels like every year we get matched up in a meaningful game and it's me and Hogan looking at each other like, well, shit, here we are again. So playing them, I think would be really cool. And, um, you know, I've had some good battles with, with Grant Miller too. Um, I've always come on on the other side of winner, but you know, if we don't end up being on that case, I'd love for him to get his first title too. I, I love the way he plays the game and how passionately he plays it. So hopefully we get a chance to, to do that so yeah i would say probably kwl that's there are a couple there are a couple of teams that i've really liked playing in the six seven years that i've gone to the tournament and i've always had a very positive experience with them so i would say that all right well if you guys have anything else to say something you want to plug anybody you want to call out before the tournament now's your time yes yes um shout out to this uh i've always been bad at this but this is one thing I want to note. We talked about the eight guys that are coming to play. I want to give a shout out to Tyler Walk, Alex Friedman, Matt Zorowski, um, Chris Newman, who will be on our bench, Greg Gearling, um, basically all of our coaching staff. They basically come down, pay their own way to come for the weekend to make sure that we don't really have to worry about anything non-wiffle ball related. So really love and appreciate those guys. They make it a blast. They make it fun. I think Shane Anderson will be down there as well with us. So just a thank you to all of them for coming and being a part of this. They're as much a part of our team as we are as players. Um, so 
I'm always very excited when they can come with and the role they play is very important for us. So appreciate them big time. I like to give a shout out to Electric City Wiffle. Uh, I, I respect the fact that they are driving 12 hours to play in this tournament. Uh, you know, we're, we're spoiled here in Cincinnati because we have, you know, it's, you know, it's less than two hours for us to get there. So the fact that these guys are driving 12 hours to play in a wiffle ball tournament, I think is awesome. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Sam Skibby and to Brendan Dudas and, and the rest of the committee for setting all this up. I know I, you know, being the commissioner uh, of a wiffle ball league and I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for just under uh, over right about 10 years. I know how much work goes in just running my league. So I can only imagine how much work goes into running this tournament. So big respect to all of them. Yeah, and I actually want to give a quick shout out to the Electric City guys as well, specifically Nate Cruz. I actually played in their league this past weekend and I gave him some bats to drive since I'm not checking a bag. So I appreciate Nate Cruz for bringing me my bats to Indianapolis. So on yesterday's show, I said it was going to be Ridley Park and MLW. We've got that for you tomorrow, the final episode of 12 to 6. Stay tuned for that. I'm Tom Gannon for Caleb Yonkman and Jim Bryant. Thanks for listening, and see ya.